fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a second, please. Oh, you're coming out of our CNN. I have a dream. My four little children one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Hagman Daily Show. Today is Tuesday, August 7th, 2018. Joe Hagman here. So happy to be here. I am fired up today. Uh, I have been doing a lot of media analysis, research, and otherwise uh, just uh, uh, you know looking at things in, in a number of areas that are going on today. And it's very important, uh, historic times we live in. I guess I got to address this first as uh, I... Uh, uh, you hear the intro plan. I know we've uh, been on air for what on this show for over a year now, since July of 2017, and uh, John Robertson has been a co-host of this show for that time. And uh, unfortunately, it's good and bad news. John has taken a job with uh, uh, John B. Wells and Caravan to Midnight, and it's a great opportunity for him. Uh, uh, we wish him the best. And uh, but he's no longer with the Hagman Report, so he's no longer going to be doing the Daily Show, which uh, is a change of pace. But we're going to roll with it, and uh, we're on uh, Patreon Sunday, our annual or annual our monthly Patreon meeting that we have with uh, donors. And for more information on that, go to HagmanReport.com. It's twenty-five bucks a month, and you can uh, the first Sunday of every month we sit down. And do a, a two-hour meeting, uh, you know, with our webcams and computers, and uh, it's it's nice. But we announced this on Sunday, so John is no longer uh, with the Hagman Report. So we're going to be rebranding the show. We planned on doing a rebrand anyway, um, and so this is the perfect timing. So I'm not going to be playing that intro anymore after today. Uh, I'm going to find something else to use until we do launch the rebrand. But um, it's going to be we're going to call it the Dispatch. And Eric came up with that, and he's been working really hard on that. So moving forward, um, I guess that's all the announcements. So let's get right into the news. There is a lot going on. We have the censorship, Alex Jones, being censored basically from the Internet. It uh, has, has gotten worse since the last time we've been on air. And, you know, I guess the question is, uh, when, where does this stop? What's, ne- what's the next shoe to drop what's the next of what who's next on the chopping block now we're going to play a clip from alex jones he put out a uh, 12 or 13 minute minute video in a plea for president trump to do something about this censorship and he also uh, just as important uh, talks about and exposes as does drudge today and yesterday china uses apple as bait as apple is headquartered in China, and there is a lot of strings that are attached to that deal. And uh, we've had guests on, and I can't remember the specifics, but I'm gonna have to do some research. This Apple, which was just valued at a trillion dollars, which is uh, 
pretty crazy when you think about it. I wanted to address a few emails we got from listeners yesterday. Uh, you know, people were, uh, Nancy, I got your email. Why are you not boycotting Apple and telling all your listeners to boycott? And I'm not a big boycott guy, but uh, you know, I, the way I look at it, they're a trillion dollar company. Basically, all the conservatives could never buy another Apple product again. I don't think it would put that big of a dent in their um, in their bottom line. Just my opinion, and uh, you know, it's, it's really crazy the uh, deals that Apple has made by moving to China. What they are giving up as far as their technology, their innovation, and then adopting this communist style form of censorship. Now Jones, and I, I tend to agree with this. We saw, what we've seen was a coordinated attack by the big tech companies is how I guess the takeaway from yesterday banning Alex Jones from pretty much all social media platforms and streaming platforms including iTunes and 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 everything else now I'm hearing reports that they're attempting to remove his app from the app store or from the Google Play store we'll talk about that in a little bit but I want to play a clip here uh, of what Jones said himself. Here, the MSNBC, the rest of the dying news system like the New York Times and the Washington Post, groups that are propped up by the Mexican kingpin in the case of the New York Times, Carlos Slim, in the case of the Washington Post, Jeff Bezos, they can't allow something like InfoWars with a fraction of the crew or the money to be ranked higher than them on iTunes or on YouTube. They can't stand it when people like Mark Dice has more subscribers on his channel, he doesn't work for InfoWars, but he's an example of it, than CNN. And so their answer is, have CNN, the New York Times, BuzzFeed, and all these other corrupt organizations openly lobby for us to be removed and then organize their listeners, their viewers, uh, the different university organizations, Antifa, Sleeping Giants, and a bunch of other groups to then go mass flag us in the community guidelines which, again, is something out of 1984 That's or important. a Kafka novel where you don't even know what you've supposedly done. You can't face your accusers. Then you get defamed by the claims uh, of the big tech giants when they ban you. Make no mistake, this is being set up to create a precedent, in their own words, for you, nationalists, conservatives, libertarians, Christians, people that stand up to the New York Times editorial board member saying whites are subhuman and should be extincted. This is the agenda they're pushing that is being funded by Communist China. Out of everything I've broken down so far, that's the key. Apple has officially moved to China and is letting the government basically run Apple. And that, of course, is iTunes. Google is building a huge censorship search engine for them, and whistleblowers from inside Google say they're preparing to use it here in America. In fact, they're beta testing different parts of the censorship system for China on American conservatives, nationalists, and Trump supporters. So bigger than just trying to manipulate the election and give huge contributions in kind to the Democrats by blocking conservatives, libertarians, uh, conservative candidates, conservatives in office, and trying to make sure they can win back the House to try to impeach Trump, that's only one part of it. The bigger issue is they don't like InfoWars exposing the fact in great detail that communist China owns our debt, owns and controls Hollywood now, is involved in massive domestic propaganda operations, and is working with the Democratic Party 
and with the EU and others to try to block the Trump agenda. They even talk about this at Davos. So this is 21st century warfare. It's happening right now, and it's designed to silence the American people and other populist movements around the world who are trying to struggle free from this corporate totalitarianism. All right, that was a, a short segment from this 13-minute video that you can find. Uh, I got my link here from Real Clear Politics, and uh, this is in, in response to uh, all the coverage that we that, that this story received yesterday from uh, just about everybody. If I, I found myself uh, following the Twitter hashtag Alex Jones, as that was the one outlet he was not banned on, and I want to I want to get into that as to why I think that is. But what are we witnessing here? What are we? We are we are literally living through uh, uh, historical times, and and these are turbulent times. These are times of change, and uh, I, the title for today's show, the takeaway uh, for this whole week, I guess this whole month or from this point forward, is we are witnessing the social engineering of a civil war. Now, uh, why would they do this? Why would they want uh, a civil war? What is the end game? Uh, what what seriously? What is the end game to the censorship? of Alex Jones. They obviously don't believe that they can censor him and that people are just going to ignore him or you know think he's gone away. He's going to get more attention than ever before. People are going to go to his site. The traffic that went to Facebook and YouTube and iTunes to listen Maybe, it, you know, it, it's not a lot as far as the overall percentage of how many people listen. But you're talking about millions of people. And those millions of people and probably millions of other people are now going to go to Infowars.com to watch and listen and read the news there. So what? You can't access it on Facebook or YouTube. Yes, it's inconvenient. But we know these people have drawn the line. They're the, <laughs> this is the, the war that we talk about. The spiritual conflict, the uh, uh, physical conflict, and when I say physical, I mean the, the ideological battles in the world that we are fighting. We are living in historic and unique times. They're not only important times due to the uh, rapid pace of, of change that we're witnessing, they're also prophetic times. And now we're told we don't know, you know what day or what hour it all ends or, or the Lord returns. But we are to know the seasons and whether we are, you know, in the beginning of those seasons and whether that takes 10 years or 100 years, we are in this point of rapid change. And you have the two opposing sides. So, I mean, it is good and evil ultimately. But many people believe they're doing good when they're, you know, for, the, for all the wrong reasons. There's a lot of things at play here. But anyway, so you have the censorship of Infowars across the board, except on Twitter. Why did they leave that one outlet open for him? These companies basically are all in the same uh, ideological mindset. These companies obviously coordinate with each other. They, they're in constant communication. They work with each other. They're owned by each other in, in, in various degrees. You know, Facebook is... or. Uh, uh, YouTube is owned by Google. Google is owned by Apple, etc. So, why Twitter? Why would they leave that open? I don't know that the answer is good, but uh, maybe they want to leave him one outlet and, and hope he makes some kind of mistake so they can take this battle even further. They're obviously, as I said, social engineering a civil war. They're obviously 
trying to anger, provoke people to violence. I mean, look at what we see happening on a daily basis. You have these groups that are, uh, you know, the Antifas, the, the resistance, from the Hollywood to the protests in the streets, the violence from their rhetoric, the attacks. Every day we read about attacks on Trump supporters. Then the media takes that, turns it around, blames it on Trump, blames it on the rhetoric, blames it on the people who are being assaulted and victimized. And then they censor those outlets that tell the truth and oppose their twisted propaganda ideology. It's a cruel joke. It really is. It's, it's hilarious to watch and it's sad at the same time. But you see, through this is the uh, true intention and purpose of, of what they want to do. They wanted to steer the conversation to their, uh, build their networks, build their platforms. And they did that. And they used people like Alex Jones and people who would create content and, and promote it on their site. That's how they sell advertising. And then they built, then they, they, they get everybody on at the table. And then just when, you know, the, uh, you, you start rolling along, they, they cut it off. They cut you off from the conversation. So what are the options? What can he do? He's talking about lawsuits and, and uh, pleading with President Trump to get involved. But there's no legal, uh, no real legal. And maybe he can claim, attempt to claim damages. But from what I understand, as private companies, they're allowed to make these decisions. They're allowed to decide who and who is not allowed to comment or use their platforms. It's, a, it's an ugly reality. But what's the other option? Daryl Issa said, possibly, that they could take over these tech companies due to uh, laws of monopoly, uh, the monopoly laws, and turn them into public utilities where they would be regulated by the government. Would that be any better? I don't think anybody wants that outcome, outcome either. It would just be the uh, different side of the same coin. Same mindset, same people are at the levers of power. So uh, as we go through this censorship story, censorship story yesterday, as this is unfolding, uh, a few other stories have come out that are just as important. Uh, I think President Trump made a big mistake on his tweet about... Uh, LeBron James yesterday, and this is all CNN talked about last night. I uh, I almost threw my TV out the window trying to uh, analyze part of Don Lemon's show. What they did is they took uh, an insult which Trump said about Don Lemon and LeBron James into the context of of what they do every day, which is uh, everything through a lens of the racial lens. Everything is racist. Basically, Don Lemon went on, uh, you know, hours-long uh, crybaby fest about how being called dumb is uh, historically, you know, some kind of hidden racist dog whistle. I mean, it, I got the clip here. I don't even want to play any of this. I, I'm so sick and tired of listening to this. I mean, the, but let, I guess it's important. I guess the cringeworthy Vice President media Mike hearing it Pence is important. Wrote Hold on, I'm going to get the part here. Then this is now. We're up against... Okay, so I'll set this up for you. If you haven't seen, yesterday uh, aired an interview with Don Lemon and LeBron James, and they talked about a lot of things. And LeBron James has been very critical of President Trump. And we know that President Trump is not afraid to go after anybody who criticizes him. And Don Lemon is one of those people who 
uh, often misrepresents lies about President Trump. So you get this interview where Don Lemon is talking to LeBron James, and they start to criticize President Trump. And after it airs, President Trump pushes back on Twitter, calling him and LeBron James dumb. I don't agree with that as far as uh, calling out LeBron, the pettiness of it. I, I, I don't agree with that. But as far as Don Lemon's concerned, <clears throat> and anybody else who constantly lies and manipulates uh, to, for the, to, to promote a racial divide, uh, they fall into the same category. Call it whatever you want, dumb, uh, evil, mentally retarded, hurt, whatever it is. Whatever it is. It, it, it's applicable. And I don't know how Don Lemon can uh, sit here and, and, and act like some, some little victim of, uh, you know, schoolyard bullying. We're but up that, against people who will lie still and cheat, lie to their own mother, lie to themselves about what's right for this country, about truth and about facts, that they will ignore any misgiving, any terrible deed, any awful saying, they will just ignore it for their own political purpose. And, and we're, they're going to continue. But you hear this? What is he talking about facts? He hasn't had a fact on his show in I don't know how long. I don't watch his show, except for uh, clips here and there. But seriously, this guy has, uh, uh, you know, what, 600,000 listeners or, or viewers on his, uh, you know, uh, multi-billion dollar media outlet. And they just can't help themselves. They, they're creating this narrative, and they've been doing it since candidate Trump was uh, in the primaries, as labeling him as racist for taking things he said out of context or directly uh, editing and deceptively editing or mischaracterizing what he said. And a few examples of that uh, that I can think of are the uh, S-hole countries. That's a, a good one. The uh, He called immigrants all immigrants animals. That's another one. They believe and then they create these lies. They propagate it. And the willing dupes who are unwilling, whatever, who believe it and buy into it uh, are their only... It's their own little echo chamber. Nobody, nobody is having their opinion changed or nobody is who has supported President Trump is changing their support for President Trump because of watching CNN. None of, so it's all worthless. But what are they doing here? They, they're setting up this false narrative and they play holier than thou constantly while provoking the other side. While, you know, intentionally, you're, they're poking you in the chest, like little kids, they're poking you in the chest and yelling for mom, mom, and, and saying you're the one doing it. So how long until people reach their breaking point? How long until the patient, silent majority, steps up? It will happen at some point, and I'm not advocating anything except to say, they, do they think they're accomplishing or going to further their agenda with this censorship battle? No. And I don't believe they think that. They know what they're doing. They're creating this environment, this toxic, hateful environment where everything is seen through the eyes of Don Lemon. And if you don't buy into their lies, if you don't buy into their propaganda and accept their point of view, you are basically the devil. If you love life, if you love God, if you're a Christian, if you hate abortion, if you love freedom, capitalism, the truth, 
you are an enemy to those people, to this mindset, to this ideology. Then these people are at the power strings behind the actions that we see. Now, the banning across the board, except for Twitter, which is strategic on their part, I believe, of Alex Jones, is just the very beginning. I mean, it's just, it's it's the loudest shoe to drop, the first shoe to drop. But this is just one beginning step in this process of complete and total takeover of ideas, information, and truth. I mean, it's coming. It's coming. They are going to create their own truth, verify it with their own lies, and promote it with their, you know, all, all their uh, technological capabilities. And they're going to cut off the voices on all these platforms and eventually the internet of those who don't fall in line. Now, MediaMatters.org, definitely a site that is the one of the definitions, great examples of what an enemy of freedom and America looks like. And this is, I don't know, this climate change debate. Yesterday, I'm sorry, July 31st, this went up. Facebook has a climate denial problem. Facebook, well known as a breeding ground for misinformation, has a particular problem with disseminating false and misleading messages about climate change science. The platform spreads climate-denying videos and other posts, hosts climate-denying ads, and officially partners with climate-denying media outlets and organizations. And anyway, this is the opening paragraph of a long article, in which uh, it's very uh, sad, anybody who thinks this way, of saying that anybody who does not believe the manufactured lying fraud of global war- man-made global warming that they try to sell us, anybody who doesn't agree with that needs to be banned from social media. This Media Matters organization goes on to advocate that climate change denial is deeply offensive. He goes on to cite Zuckerberg's testimony on July 18th. And he said, Facebook shouldn't remove content just because it's wrong. Using the example of Holocaust denial, he said, it is deeply offensive, but I don't believe our platform should take that down because I think there are things that different people get wrong. I don't think they're intentionally getting it wrong. Zuckerberg went further to clarify, our goal with fake news is not to prevent anyone from saying something untrue, but to stop fake news and misinformation spreading across our services if something is spreading and is rated false by fact checkers it would lose the vast majority of its distribution in the newsfeed. who are these fact checkers that zuckerberg refers to these are the snopes these are the southern poverty law centers these are the uh the politifacts i mean literally the people who create the lies themselves who who spin and twist and manipulate the truth right out of the box. These are the people in charge who are deemed by our internet tech companies as the uh, basically the gospel when it comes to truth. When nothing, just about nothing they write is true or in the right context. Anyway, this uh, Facebook or Media Matters post about what to ban next. So... This author is saying, if you don't believe the manipulated, even though it's come out, the, you know, 
NOAA manipulated the temperature data for over 10 years, increasing it by almost three degrees through intentionally uh, putting in false data to manipulate, to to give a false uh, increase for a 10-year period. (laughs) And that has all been made public. And they still try to promote this lie that man-made global warming has settled science and is so factually true that we need to ban anybody who's opposed, who has an opposing view. This mentality is so dangerous. And anybody advocating or cheering for the censorship of Alex Jones or any other political speaker, I mean, you guys don't know. The people who are making the decisions know what they're doing. The people who are cheering it on are obviously ignorant of history and how things work. This is not going to end well for anybody. Again, we are witnessing the social engineering of a civil war and a monopoly on the truth. We saw this in the Middle Ages with the Catholic Church and the Inquisitions. They would kill people who were Christians. And I have not done very detailed research into this, but when you go back through the Inquisitions, you will find that they weren't burning, burning heretics of Christianity. They were burning heretics of Catholicism, which included many Christians. But that's what we're seeing here uh, in, in, a, in a way. The starting of this process only is being done on a uh, digital battlefield at the moment, on a computer screen. So what are the alternatives? What can Jones do as far as fighting back? He can't really, I mean, he can sue him, but he'll probably get thrown out. He's going to get, so people are going to come to him. They're going to go to Infowars.com. Again, I said it before, uh, these people are not censoring him because they think he's going to lose viewers. They're not censoring him because they think people are going to switch and go watch CNN instead of him. No, it's a, it's a, Overt action to send a message in to many people for many different reasons. And the alternative media, the Trump supporters, are uh, right there at the top of the list. And anybody who you know, has this right way of thinking, and I say only right, like political right, I mean the people who are moral, the people who are constitutional and advocate for the constitutional republic and even more importantly the biblical christian morals and values that has been eroded from our society and these people are fanning the flames and back to don lemon let's listen to this they will ignore- they're creating every story about trump no matter what he says what he does they twist it into this racism uh stuff but i do believe trump made a mistake with with lebron james um, you know, just it was, he was talking about creating a. He started a school, has a couple hundred kids in it. I mean, he's doing some good things. You might not agree with his politics, but uh, the man's very successful. I wouldn't call him dumb. Maybe for his, but I know what Trump means. He's talking about uh, from his his ideology, what he believes in. I mean, LeBron James is a perfect example, buying into the lie, regurgitating the lies that President Trump is racist. That he's a homophobe or what you know, whatever the uh, label is. So yeah, anybody who publicly discriminates against or 
lies about President Trump, whether intentionally or not, is going to usually uh, <laughs> hear back, get an insult or, or two or ten back in their direction. That's just how it goes. There's, it's not about race. This is how President Trump operates. And the sooner these people understand that, that he's not going to change for them, he's not going to stop being who he is or, or thinking uh, or, or you know, publishing what he thinks because of them and their fake outrage. But that's what they want. They want to create this fake, they want to create real outrage with this propaganda. Now, where does that leave uh, every, everybody else? Is, are we, is everybody in the alternative media waiting around for one day they wake up and their channel to be gone? What does the alternative media have as an alternative in the face of the censorship? Well, I, I just said, you know, InfoWars, you can just still go to the website. You can still, there's other streaming services out there that you can use. You can create your own video streaming services to use on your, on your platforms. So nothing's going away. And it's not like you have to walk further down to watch Alex Jones. You just have to go to his website. You just don't do it through the mediums of, of the social media companies. And will that be the norm for the conservatives? Yes. And the elections, the midterms coming up. We have uh, very important um, primaries today in a number of states, Michigan being one of them, where you have a, a man, uh, a Muslim guy running for governor. And that's a story Leo Holman talked about on Hagman Report yesterday. Very interesting. Very important, though. Uh, many people are rightfully so using this midterm as a uh, bellwether on Trump or bellwether as a it's, it doesn't matter if, it, if the, this midterm election is or is not about Trump. They're going to make it about Trump and they're going to make it about Trump in a negative way, whether the Republicans keep their uh, majorities whether they're not, they don't keep the majorities, or whether it goes one, you know, one to the Senate, one to the, the House, it doesn't matter. You know, at this point, we should understand that the media is only going to lie, is only going to inflame, is only going. I mean, we talk about this in great detail and show examples every day. One example, great one, just from this week: Antifa uh, being violent, assaulting members of the uh, Patriot Prayer Group in Portland. The CBS News, we played the clip. From the way that they talked about the story, they make it sound like the right-wing people. Violence erupts at a right-wing rally. Well, yeah, tell the story. Tell the story about how the Patriot Prayer Group, who's standing up for free speech, got a permit and wanted to do a little march. Then explain how that march was crashed by a bunch of uh, uh, you know, overprivileged adult children wearing masks who think they're cool because they can run around and, you know, hit people anonymously. I mean, and then they report it as though the right people, the people on the right, who were the victims of the crime? It's their rhetoric that's the problem. It's their fault. It's Trump's fault. His rhetoric's a problem. It doesn't matter. That's what they're going with. And in every instance, that's how the story is going to be spun. And we should expect it every time from every mainstream media news organization all the time, because that's what they do. That's why they're there. And we see it's only getting worse. People thought it would get easier, you know, a year or two into the presidency. Has, how, how easy has it gotten? It's getting worse.
at least as far as the attacks on uh, in the mainstream media. We've only seen the beginning of the censorship, though. What happens when the app store, the Google store, the Apple store, refuses to host or put out, uh, he's got a new app on InfoWars. What happens when they pull that? What happens when they say, hey, uh, we're going to ban you at the ISP level. You're not even allowed to access the internet. Then what? Because that's what's going to happen eventually. That's what we're, that's where we're moving. That was the, yesterday was the first or the loudest step toward that direction. Then what happens then? I think, again, you know, the, the title, Social Engineering, a Civil War. That's what they're trying to do, and they're, they're successful. They're going to be successful because they're persistent. They will just continue to chip away, chip away, chip away, taking small chunks, sometimes big chunks. doesn't matter if it takes them 10 years or 100 years. They're going to do it. They've been doing it. They've been moving in that direction for over 100 years. The question is, how fast will it? How fast will we get to that point? And uh, if they're ready to, you know, set the precedent that alternative media platforms who have more viewers than CNN and MSNBC combined are not allowed on their platforms, how long till the rest of the opposing voices, the voices of reason and, and truth, uh, in the world of this uh, chaotic? you know, the hurricane of lies we're getting assaulted with. So they're trying to, they're, they are successfully lying at the same time, banning their opposition to control the conversation. Or this is what people hope is accomplished. That somehow he'll become irrelevant through this banning. It's only going to, more people are only going to go watch him now. You've only increased everything that he's doing maybe that's your purpose again social engineering a civil war if they want you to take some kind of action they're just stepping it up each time i mean what's it going to take the next time you know they're they're gonna they're gonna start they'll start killing people i mean it's it's going that way they're going to continue to push continue to push until they get what the right, you know, uh, a person goes in and shoots up a news organization or a Hillary or anti-Trump supporter is, is hurt or killed. This is the uh, one year anniversary of Charlottesville. And I see on the uh, Huffington Post and, and many others, they're, you know, standing their their fake moral high ground of uh, there's only one side to this conversation. Uh, when in reality, we know. There was a lot that happened in Charlottesville that they won't tell the truth about. But one person died from a, a car that uh, may or may not have been, uh, you know, thought they were under attack. And they did increase the charges to first degree murder just like a month or two ago, which is weird because for a whole year, it was not first degree murder. I wonder what changed there. I, I never looked into that. But anyway. So you got the year uh, year anniversary of Charlottesville, which they're using as their example. But they don't have their example of, you know, a straight white male Trump supporter, you know, goes ballistic wearing a MAGA hat and shoots up a crowd or whatever. That's what they're going for. And when they get that, that will justify all their other actions. 
which includes the censorship of Jones and the alternative media, and anything else that they might do. So it's coming. It's going to happen. I don't know when or, or you know. The, the, the question is, as I said earlier, what are people's breaking points? Because that's what they're doing. They have a mentally deranged mob <laughs> who believe in nothing but lies, death, murder, and uh, you know everything illegal should be good. Telling you they're the moral authority and you're intolerant. Well, they basically persecute and oppress and, and censor you. What options are left for people? It's just simple human condition and behavior analysis. At some point, somebody's going to snap. And then they'll use that as the example. And you'll never hear the end of it. But that's what they hope happens. And hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully people keep their cool. Because it's going to get a lot worse. So, another interesting story that ties into the whole Apple, Chinese, communist uh, aspect of this. Diane Feinstein turns out her personal driver, who is now not her, it's not her driver, it turns out, is her literal office manager, has been a spy for China for 20 years. Literally, it just came out. Diane Feinstein employed a Chinese spy for 20 years as her husband raked in millions in Chinese businesses. Yet, President Trump is on, is, is, has a special prosecutor for collusion with Russia with no evidence, no facts to, su to support that for over a year and a half. And here you have an example of the, the Senate Democratic leader of the House Intelligence Committee has a spy working for her for 20 years? Who should be investigated? But this is another example of the uh, constant hypocrisy that we see. But again, it's only going to get worse. We have the uh, Manafort trial going on. There's some interesting headlines coming out from that. But um, this judge who seems to be acting all outraged and Judge Ellis, I don't know much about him. I know a number of the people that are guests on our, <clears throat> like Tracy Beans and others, uh, have done some research into this guy. People will say he's a Soros, big Soros guy. So why would he be outraged at the Mueller team? Is it real or fake outrage? I guess that's the, the question we're asking. And I don't know. Uh, I got to I gotta consult with uh, Tracy Beans maybe and some other people look at some of their research on this guy. But uh, the Manafort thing. Is he going to be pardoned in the end anyway? Is this all for nothing? Are they just wasting taxpayer dollars? It's uh, it's really crazy, and it's only going to get worse. They're they're talking about the um, again impeachments, charging President Trump with with what they have no crime, telling him he has to resign. CNN's Paul Callen: If Trump thought Don Jr. and Jared Kushner were going to get arrested, he might resign. I mean. It's never ending, their line of crap. And as soon, as we talk about this every day. Every time they, they get a story that says, oh, this is going to end the Trump presidency. That happens once a week. And everybody gets all worked up and, oh, yeah, we're going to end Trump's presidency. Look at this proof. Turns out to be a manufactured lie. Every time. But they're not, they're not gonna, that's not going to stop them. They're not going to let the truth 
or people who support the truth get in the way of their agenda. And this is the, uh, you know, the result, but the political toxic environment we live in. There's an interesting tweet from a BuzzFeed reporter, a Joe Bernstein, who said this today, enemy of the people, question mark, BuzzFeed reporter at Bernstein tweeted, kill a straight white man on your way to work. How many people saw Candace Owens yesterday? A black Trump supporting woman was shouted down by white people as being a white supremacist yesterday morning. Again, <laughs> Candace Owens, a black vocal Trump supporter was shouted at yesterday by a white crowd calling her a white supremacist. That's how delusional these people are. And this is the mentality we're dealing with. Hollywood is removing Trump's star on the walk of fame, which I think is a good thing. Who wants to have their name in that town for any reason? That is, uh, you know, just that is the mentality. They're trying to, you know, they think it's going to hurt Trump. He's going to be, what is he going to be? Call and plead with him. Please put my star back. He could buy a block in L.A. and turn the whole neighborhood into a big gold star if he wanted to. Who cares? It's just more their, their virtue signaling. Like the statues, like tearing down the statues. And they're going to continue to invoke those, uh, those crazy ideas. And they're going to, you know, mark the people that they see as the enemy through their fact-checking organizations, through their Southern Poverty Law Centers. And we saw just this week the FBI working in partnership with the Southern Poverty Law Center under the direction of Barack Obama. Does that surprise anybody? The organization that dictates who is and who is not a hate group that labels Christian uh, organizations as, as uh, hate groups while ignoring the Antifas and the, the Muslim extremists. That's the uh, voice of, of the, the FBI it works with to evaluate threats. If that's the case, it's no wonder the FBI is in such bad shape. People like James Comey Robert Mueller and Obama and the Southern Poverty Law Center and all that power. See, this is the, the problem in our country, the corruption, the culture of corruption that Washington, D.C. has turned into, which all the founding fathers warned about incessantly, constantly. What did even Benjamin Franklin say? The Constitution is for a moral people. This form of government is for a moral Christian people. There's a reason they said that when they established this all those years ago. It does nothing to do with race. has nothing to do with anything but what's best, the best system of government that, has, we, that, that humanity has seen in 6,000 years. But like every best form of government, historically, turns into the worst form of depravity like Rome, Babylon, Sodom and Gomorrah, etc. That's where we are. So when I say we're in historic and prophetic times, that puts it into a little context. Where in those prophetic times? I don't know. But we're going to continue to march forward until we can't anymore, which would mean what? That we were either in prison or we're dead. Because we're not going to stop doing this. 
the emails. That's what I was looking for. Okay, the uh, we got some suggestions from people yesterday as far as, you know, why don't you look at it? Or Nancy, I uh, got your email. Ban boycott Apple. Why aren't you pushing a boycott of Apple? She writes. And I understand that mentality. But again, Apple, I'm not going to... The Christian conservative American... Every one of them can boycott Apple. It's not going to make a difference. They're, they're a trillion-dollar company now, owned by China. They don't. It doesn't matter if the Christians do or don't, you know, buy their products. You're almost forced to. What, are you going to use a PC? Unfortunately for us and everybody else, we've learned, I learned from Tech Eric, that Apple computers are much more easy, they're much more, in, in what we do, easy to use, user-friendly, in many ways. Are we going to, you know, <laughs> I'm reading this email, she said, boycott Apple. Literally every computer in our studio and our phones. How do you, I mean, okay, that's a good idea. I'm not making fun of the idea, I'm just saying, we got to, what, what are our options? See, this is the level of control. We allow in this game and giving up, uh, you know, when we allow the rise of these companies to get so big, like Amazon, literally Amazon is, is uh, you know, buying up companies, Whole Foods and other companies left and right. You think that's going to be good for those companies? Have you seen the horror stories coming out of some of the Amazon warehouses where these people work? They're not even allowed to have bathroom breaks. They have un... You know, they have quotas that are so burdensome to a person for one hour a day, let alone eight. And now they're talking about putting this tracking system together to to assist and, and to monitor their employees, you know, throughout the day and to encourage them to, to work if they're not working fast enough. There's like these uh, v, uh, glasses that you put on and it tells you, it navigates you through the warehouse. But it also, in, in the uh, uh, ad I watched for it, it also will tell you, you know, if you're not working fast enough or hard enough. And, it, and, and just imagine having, wearing a piece of equipment that every time, you, you know, you stop to take a sip of water or, a, you know, whatever. That the thing is just constantly in your ear telling you to get going. And you have to wear it. But there's uh, horrific examples of Amazon's work uh, conditions. But this is, you know, what, what, what are the options? You either have the government come in and take them over or you let them continue. And both are equal. Like I said, the same side of a, of a coin, different, different sides of the same coin. So how do we fight this? Well, we continue to adapt and change. We continue to fortify our own uh, websites, our own abilities to broadcast to you whether youtube is gone whether whatever is gone as long as we're allowed to access and post on the internet you'll be able to find us and you'll be able to find alex jones but it'll be interesting to see what comes of this at least um asking the president to act i hear all these people have a call have the congressional investigation hearings and you know (laughs) After 
the years of Benghazi, Hillary Clinton emails, uh, you know, what were the Senate, all this stuff that we've seen coming, the, the, the corruption of the FBI and DOJ. We've had thousands of hearings. What actions have ever been taken from there? None. None. So have a hearings. Waste everybody's time and money. Who cares? I don't care. They're meaningless to me. Even the people who were at the censorship hearings, uh, what is it, Mark, Matt Gates. He, they told him he was shadow banned, Jones in the in, in Infowars, and he sat there. He, he didn't listen, and then he found out after the fact, after the the hearings, that he was being shadow banned. Then he said something about it. I mean, these lawmakers, this culture of corruption. Everybody likes to think it's ignorance and mistakes and inefficiency. No, it's corruption. It's, it's constant corruption. And that's the outrage here, the real outrage. And they try to turn somebody like President Trump, who wants to keep us from being Venezuela. How many saw this story? Venezuela's economy crumbles. One U.S. dollar can purchase 924,602 gallons of gasoline. You heard that right. Two or One dollar apparently can buy 900,000 gallons of gasoline. And if you're like me, you're thinking... How can I make that deal? But you can't, obviously. Uh, but isn't that crazy? And they say one egg, one egg. This is Yahoo News. Costs as much as two hundred thousand of their dollars. Bolivars. In Venezuela's inflation hit economy, a single dollar can buy three point five million liters of gasoline. An absurdity that the government says it will tackle with a hike in the cost of state subsidized fuel. A liter of 91-octane gasoline currently costs one bolivar, while a 95-octane gas costs six. By contrast, a single egg in the hyperinflation-ravaged economy costs 200,000 bolivars. So they can get as much gasoline as they want, but they can't get any food because of their inflation. And they're saying the inflation, it's just, the, the numbers are meaningless. When you're talking about you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions percent inflation. It's all meaningless because it's all worthless. You're talking about fractions of fractions. And these psychopaths want to impose that form of, of government in America. It is literally the definition of insanity or evil or both. And they are being, they're very effective. I want to make sure I say this because yesterday I ran out of time. Uh, if you can support the show, there's a PayPal link in the blog talk description, paypal.me slash Joe Hagman. Also, Simply Clean Foods. They are the sponsor of uh, the Hagman Daily Show. There you can find all your survivable, your survival, storable food needs and uh, other equipment. Using promo code SimplyClean, you get the discount um, for listening to the Hagman Daily Show. So I want to make sure we uh, we talk about them at least once a day, maybe twice a day, mention them in the beginning of the show, then at the end. And we're going to have a chance on uh, probably this Thursday. Haven't had a chance to talk with him, but we will bring him on. So special election or not special elections, primary elections, um, I guess, you know, kicking off the midterms. And we see, again, Facebook blocking Republican candidates ads. Uh, that's a story from yesterday, which is, again, 
there's no coincidence as far as the timing is concerned and the coordination in the uh, approach of this 2018 midterm election season that we see the shadow banning of the right, of the Congress on the right, of their campaigns, of every, you know, and falling in line, Facebook blocked an ad for a Republican candidate. It had banned Republican congressional candidate Elizabeth Hang's Hang campaign video ad about communist crimes that led to her family to flee Cambodia for the U.S., claiming the platform doesn't allow shocking, disrespectful, or sensational content. Okay, do you, I know everybody listening to me, for the most part, you, you have to be sharing the same intellectual frustration and outrage I am. Here is a person who's warning about the dangers that she personally lived through but it doesn't fit their agenda. So they censor it. She's running for Congress. She's saying, watch out for this communism. This is why we fled for the U.S. And what is she getting in return? She's getting censored, along with other Republican candidates and organizations. Let's listen to this. Showing dead bodies. In Cambodia, under Pol Pot's Khmer Rouge, being young and single often meant a gruesome life, and likely, death. They approached my father, and in order to save his life, he said he was about to be married. They asked him, to whom? He pointed to the prettiest girl that he saw, having never spoken to her before. The soldiers approached her, and she said yes. They got married the very next day. 41 years later, they're still the happiest couple I know. Great things can come that's from great adversity. And that's an awesome story. But this is the ad they're banning. Now, how can this be? How can they ban something like this? Well, they can do whatever they want. Again, they create the rules. It's funny. When it's a Christian baker, it's racism and hate. But when it's a uh, survivor of communism, it's inflammatory. You see, this is how this all works. And I know I'm, again, I'm probably doing exactly what I accuse them of doing, banging the drum on this. But I can't express the level of importance and of hypocrisy. And everybody I know who is paying attention, who uh, uh, is on the ideological side of at least... Uh, you know, having civil, peaceful, moral discord understands and shares the frustration. So what is my answer? How do we, how do we combat the censorship? Well, we cut the cable first. We censor them. That's how we do this. We ignore and we don't let them set the narrative. We don't let their lies become the uh, what is what it is actually it, we have to change it we have to through you know our ignoring like to treat them like a crying child because they're never going to stop and I, I made the analogy the other day unlike a crying child who will get tired and eventually fall asleep these people will not stop so i don't know we we turn them off but the overall message from today that we're in the midst of a, of a time in history that is very unique, historical, at the same time, turbulent. 
and, and the changes are going to be rapid from innovation to ideologies. And we see white Christians are the, men specifically seem to be the target where as they're taking the race out of it uh, and, and African-Americans, Christians too, anybody who's a Trump supporting Christian, especially African-Americans, they hate that. I mean, look, we talked about Candace Owens. They were calling the so important. If, if everything else wasn't so crazy, we'd be talking about this. President Trump sat down and met with leaders of uh, African-American leaders of churches and, and uh, faith organizations the other day. And you know what happened to some of these preachers? They come back and, and people on CNN, in other words, call them Uncle Toms. When, as one of the pastors says, President Trump has done more for the African-American Christian community than Obama. Obama didn't do anything, never met with him, didn't think he had to, thought he had a pass. Turns out there's a lot in common there. So that's, you know, we don't ever see the positive things reported in the news. It's only the negatives and it's only negatives that, you know, are turned into lies for the purposes of furthering an idea or ideology that nobody except the delusional people who, who echo chamber it amongst themselves wants. Why do you keep trying to turn this into a asshole country? Like we're all, you know, we see people coming to America from all over as even Elizabeth hang here. We just played that clip. She would agree. She came from an asshole country. It's not about race. But, hey, you guys know best, right? You want to dive headfirst into a uh, basically suicidal political and economic situation? Why not? All the people, federal jobs for everybody. Don't pay for tuition. Don't pay for anything. Who's going to pay for it? You know, that doesn't work the best saying i've heard about socialism socialism works until you run out of other people's money and that will happen at some point and then what it's like the farmers in south africa they're gonna they're killing them genocide taking their land then what they're gonna they're gonna people are gonna starve down there they're tearing apart irrigation systems because they don't understand how to use them as uh leah holman said yesterday they're not going to use the land to farm. Some of them might try. Some of them might succeed. But it's not even about the race issue. It's not like they get they could have you know worked with the farmers, learned how to you know do the different things over a period of time, and work something out where they got you know. But no, it has to be you know take them, kill them, take their land. And what are they going to get in return? A bunch of land historically that won't grow anything and people are going to starve that's the self-defeating insanity we can't fall into that trap we need to be above it and i know it does get petty out there but uh you know we're going to keep moving forward the censorship is a big deal but we'll not stop because of it have a great day everyone Hagman Daily Show is brought to you by the Hagman Report. 
Tune in to the Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com.